What is up everybody? Welcome to the 31 Days of Dread. This is where we discuss one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. I am your host Peter A. DeLuca, another known as AKA Pad and that's where we get the AKA Pad from AKA Pad's Audio Audacity. That's a podcast you're listening to available everywhere but right here right now we're discussing Slenderman 2018. A movie, again, I'm going to say it again because I've been saying it for the last three days. It's a movie everyone hates. Let's hit that intro and let's get to it. Alright, talking to you at the wee hours in the morning. That is right. I uh, I just had limited sleep again. And uh, yeah, I kind of, I get into such a, uh, a rhythm and a grind doing these that I, I literally wake up, I shoot up from bed like a, like a tiger stalking its prey from underwater and, and, and I shoot up and I just kind of dash right over here at AKA Pads Audio Audacity Studio and uh, I get to it and uh, I'm always excited to talk to you people and thank you for joining me. Uh, it is a beautiful autumn day right now in Philly. The sun looks perfect. This is the first time when, uh, from my table that I speak to you at, uh, I can see the almost like exhaust. I can I can see the smoke coming from uh, the rooftops uh, across the way from me. So I know it's chilly out, and uh, yeah, I'm still not ready for it. I, I'm still in summer mode. I still want to just kind of wear wear shorts and and no socks and because I really don't wear any socks during so I, I wear socks about one half of the uh, year. <laughs> if if anybody if anybody wanted to know my sock policy, yeah, it's uh it's one half of the year I I, I wear socks. I prefer to wear no socks ever, but uh you know, you have to in the colder temperatures. But yeah. It's going to be a good one today. And uh, yeah, why, why are we talking about this? So the Slender Man is part two of our like two-part block because we, we, we're kind of working in themes throughout this year. We did, uh, you know, face paint, jo- uh, Joker, clown, like mur- murderous, psychopathic, comical clowns. And, uh, you know, we had Joker and the Crow. Uh, we just finished up clowns because clowns was already kind of scheduled joker was was wedged in there because uh i didn't think i was going to go see it and uh, i saw it early enough and i thought doing a podcast uh quick and early for joker was would just be good for my overall traffic uh and you know the last two was terrifier and midnight men and you know we're just working themes the the next theme will be werewolves so we'll have uh the howling and Dog Soldiers, two movies I, I did not see before uh, sitting down with, with all of you. And uh, I'm, I have probably up until day 16 figured out when it comes to themes. So we're going to be doing like uh, like foreign horror theme of uh, like foreign violence, foreign urban violence. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to find a way to classify that one. <laughs> but I'm talking like high tension and martyrs. So, like, there's just a lot coming, and I, I saw Bye Bye Man, that was the uh, Day 9 one, and it, it kind of hit me. Uh, this movie kind of is kind of cool by the end. Uh, it, 
yeah uh, so the acting at points is but i think Do- douglas smith really does sell everything in that movie well enough so you can follow all the action like and all the drama all the mystery but he he's really good in it i, I was super impressed with him and it hit me i'm like i i just looks and sounds like the slender man let me look that up it was available i i'm pretty sure it was on netflix uh so i you know immediately watch her netflix and it's like oh cool these are almost the same movie like like as of the villain and it's urban legend type stuff i love it that's my next block and and that's where this block came from so this movie uh yeah i mean like i knew some about it going into watching this because it's been trashed it's been leaked through the coals it's been thrown into a scorpion pit and I'm not sure why. The first 10 minutes when we have our girls. Because here's the funny thing. In today's day and age. Today's day and age. You would think that a like an all woman. Uh, woman power. Woman figuring things out. Women going up against the supernatural. Like a young woman movie like this. Would get some traction. And uh, it didn't. It was ignored. Uh, this is mostly an all-female adventure. Which your boy likes. Ugh. And it, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just thought it, it's like in, in, in the era of uh, wave three feminism and hashtag me too. This would be perfect. It, okay. But no. No one really cared. I care. I'm talking to you about it. I think it's impressive. I think it's, and I, I dare I say, progressive. Impressive, progressive. So, I'm watching this movie, and like the first 10 minutes is rough. The, these, I don't know if it was like the first day or instead, if they were like, hey, we're opening this movie. Like, this is scene one. Like, and this is day one of, of shooting. Because, you know, movies are largely shot out of sequence. And they're like, we're going to just get it all. Like, just, let's just go. Because the the dialogue uh, isn't there. The acting's not there. The the, the uh, direction isn't there. It's a, it's a few bad scenes. It's a few bad pieces of dialogue when uh, we're slowly setting things up. Now... I can easily see why people would just check out at this point and trash the entire movie because the movie doesn't hook you in the beginning. The Bye Bye Man did something cool. It did this flashback murder opening, uh, very dated, very, a little bit scary, you know, like very tense, very well done. And it kind of hooks you, you know, like it gets you into the movie. I can kind of see why a lot of horror movies start this way because it is uh, it's an easy low hanging fruit way to to tell the audience what's up and and to give them a hint of what could be coming. Slenderman could have used this. It, it really could have because it's you have to be able to fall into the movie early, especially when we're dealing with horror because we have limited time. And we have to start building the tension and getting to the troops. Because this movie has all the troops, same as uh, Bye Bye Man. That doesn't make a movie bad, by the way. Tropes are somewhat good because you at least anticipate them. And then as a filmmaker, you can add nuance and, and swerves to it. You can use it to your advantage. Now, 
All, all, uh, uh, I'm just taking, like, a, you know, just gathering my thoughts real quick. The people who I saw speak about this movie, no one mentioned the amazing cinematography. Luca del Pupo. Okay, that's the last time I saw Pupo. <laughs> that is the last time I say Pupo's name. Luca del Pupo. This movie is incredibly shot with him. Incredible. His background is vast. He is a experienced dude. Our director, Sylvian White. Uh, yeah, he. Wait, hold on. Wait, dude. <laughs> Why am I going to go off the top of my head? I, I have the list right here. Stomp, Stomp the Yard. Mm. Well-known movie. But 2010, he, he directed a movie called Losers. Based on the Vertigo comic book series. That is a uh, underrated, forgotten action movie. It's a legit movie. I've been debating and trying to figure out how I can do an action version of the 31 Days of Dread. And I'm, I'm thinking of action airy for for January because I I, <laughs> I have to put the word action into a month <laughs> and it's tough people it's a tough thing any ideas let me know aka pad on Twitter this movie's well well directed despite what I just said about the uh, opening scene uh, and you and you know this is coming this movie's well acted because. It is full of tense moments. It's full of moments of confusion. Now, the tropes that this falls into are some of the bad ones with with little addition. Meaning we have, you know, the, the one girl that figures everything out by Googling and talks to an expert, tells her friends. Her friends still think it's uh, scientifically explainable while supernatural things are happening right in front of them. We got that wonderful trope. And you can, you know, you, you can uh, guess the rest of them. You know, it's... But this movie... It it does a few things. It doesn't completely buy in on its own concept. Meaning, it's not vague enough. And then it goes all, all in. You know, Slenderman is, I think, Bagul in this. He's a, a demon used in other movies. I, I want to say Sinister... Use Bagul and uh, oh, what other movie? But uh, I don't want to say Exorcist, right? Exorcist isn't Bagul, but it's one of these like, like uh, uh, child charming demons, okay? And they always have like this, this uh, old illustration in these movies of of a of a guy in like almost like a Harley Quinn outfit, uh, playing a flute and children kind of like following him almost like a Pied Piper type stuff uh all these movies have this it's okay you know it's that's another one of these tropes so like do they overly explain Slenderman and what potentially like could could be happening maybe because the Slenderman is something that came out of reality I mean like this this was a real thing that uh, freaked a lot of people out. That came through social media. Uh, I, th- I believe there are still one or two murders associated with Slenderman. That uh, originally, that's what I thought this movie was about, but it's not. I mean, there's there's actual murders connected to this urban legend. This is a real life urban legend that came through the internet 
that has now bled into, uh, you know, fantasy. Uh, so, you know, like, the, uh, to me, there's an interest level there also. I think they went a little too fantasy with what they were doing. Uh, maybe, look, maybe that was a conscious choice of, you know, you, you separate it sometimes because, you know, uh, we don't want to profit off of people's tragedy. But at the same time, uh, you know, we do want to educate people and films like this are mount monumental in the reach in education, which is why they're important. And that's why this movie is important. Just out of uh, knowing the world that you live in. You know, this movie literally came through the ether, through people uh, believing this was a real thing. And in effect, it became a real thing. It became a major movie. It's very important. Now, the acting and everything else in this movie is strong enough to carry you from scene to scene. I said the same thing about Douglas Smith and Bye Bye Man. There's real tension. It's tense at times. And the forest, you know, because we have to deal with a wooded area when we talk Bye Bye Man. The forest, the wooded area alone is cooler than the cucumber. It is so well shot and so well layered. I'm talking... Like four, uh, like it's a foreground, meaning that uh, we have four layers to our background, uh, and it, it goes from dark to light, dark to light, dark to light. I mean, it, it's nothing but skillful lighting. And like, do we have some female characters that we that we're not truly into when they die? Yeah, okay, but that's every horror movie. Like I said, you know, I, I just got done watching Freddy vs. Jason. That movie is has every single trope of both of those movies. Both of those franchises created these monumental tropes. The movie uses them. Um, you know what you're getting, and you're happy with it. So, what, you know, why can't you be happy when other movies use, like, tropes? Because, I don't know, like, uh, do we expect more? Maybe. So, like, this movie, a little bit is a, uh, I, I don't want to say it's a mixed bag. It's it's exactly what it should be. It's not great. It's not. But it's fun. It's fun as an urban legend movie, just just like Bye Bye Man. Uh, would, would I put Michael Myers in, like, the urban legend category? I wouldn't because... It, clearly, that's a slasher. Now it's like supernatural slasher franchise. So, where are we at with with box office? How much does this this movie cost? Between ten to twenty eight million, according to Wikipedia, ten to twenty eight milli, and it made. Ready for this? Roughly fifty two million. That's a success. People did come out to see this movie. Because people like schlock. Uh, you know, like they, they just like, again, brain dump. What is this? You know, is, is it truly going to rattle me? Is it is it the Babadook? Is it hereditary? Is it, is it House of the Devil? Is it really going to get into me? Most horror movies do not penetrate people because people are jaded. Same as comedies. Most comedies really don't entertain people. They entertain a certain type of person that that comedy is made for. Which is why comedies are, uh, you know, they're very narrow in their approach. 
like you know as of what what market they want to hit same as horror they're very narrow this this what's you know again one of those things that makes the 31 days of dread so wonderful why i love it is because i get to uh focus and hone in on that narrow like day to day and uh, it's maddening because you deal with escalating quality escalating execution but you deal with a lot of big ideas and that to me that's what slender main is it's just a big idea it's a real world thing it's something to be cautious of it's a good lesson but hey everyone for the 31 days of dread i love you rock and roll let's get some candy and let's find me on social media find me on uh Instagram, aka Pat13, because I'm rocking Inktober now. Already 10 drawings in. That means I have 10 time lapses for you on my IGTV. Yeah, if you like drawing, <laughs> come find me, bro. Anyway, everyone, rock and roll. Until next time, until day 11, which will be Dog Soldiers. And I cannot wait to talk about that movie because Neil Marshall is one of my boys, and I have yet to see Hellboy, and I was so upset. I haven't seen his Hellboy after watching this movie because he is such a legit director. Let's rock and roll.